0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sandalanch podcast. I'm Jamie, and with me as always is...
1: Joe, Dina, and the rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are reading Shadows of Self, chapters 18 and 19, wherein Marisai, Wayne, and Maylan are stationed at the governor's mansion um, while he comes up with a plan to address the city. Uh, Marisai finds some damning evidence of innate corruption. Constable Operation moves to the Governor's Mansion as the riots and protesting heats up. And Wax has a little bit of alone time and then heads down to the caves. So we're definitely feeling like we're on the edge before everything goes into chaos as it will. Uh, So hold on to something, everybody. The Sandal Edge is about to begin. Does anyone really know the mind of the bat? Wherever you're going, whatever you do. I'm out in the dark, keeping watch over you. So poison the ivy with your crocodile tears. We're climbing the vines to the heart of your fears.
2: Can you tell me has something changed? The rewards are zero, cause I ain't
0: no hero. Do you know it when you go strange?
2: Is your taunting true? Am I as crazy as you? Check my head, I guess. So yeah, two more chapters down, and it really does feel like maybe we're on the precipice of uh, things really taking off, which we know we've only got two episodes left. So it almost feels like maybe we're a bit lit, bit late to the Sanderlanch, I feel like at this point, uh, compared to other books, I don't know. What do you What did you guys think of these two chapters? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with that
3: last piece that you said. I was I, as much as I liked the previous chapters, I was almost underwhelmed by these. However. I did really like that there was some cool tidbits that we got, some little pieces of info, like the bands of morning were mentioned and things like that. So I'm definitely interested. It's piqued my interest, but I just didn't get the same like excitement reading these chapters as the previous uh, set that we we read for last time. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it overall. Of course, um, the Marisai stuff uh, was was it was fun. I feel like uh, her kind of stumbling into that that those documents was almost kind of too easy. I was kind of like, oh, well, I guess we're just, I guess this is just happening now. Uh, so I don't know if that was super earned in that moment, but other than that, I really liked most of the Marisai bits. The wax bits were cool too. I'm excited to see what he finds down down in the caves. Uh, so yeah, I, as much as these chapters were were good, I, I, I feel like these were more maybe setups for, Maybe the end of the book. I assume now that certain things have happened, like we've found out that uh, for sure that the the mayor is corrupt, and we've and now uh, Wax is going down to the to the caves, and then we know that stuff is coming to a head on the surface in the city. I feel like that's going to kind of be the setup for what happens, all the falling action, what what happens next. So yeah, but excited to see what that actually is because right now it's it's still kind of vague and, and over these last couple of chapters we've kind of lost sight of bleeder and what Bleeder's is doing and what's actually going on so yeah i'm excited to to continue
2: because i feel like i didn't get quite as much as i wanted this go round. okay it's interesting that you feel like it was like the finding the evidence was too easy so is it possible that it was too easy to the point of being intentional like somebody planted well this yeah that's That's I mean, that's very possible. She even makes mention of that. Like
3: she says in the chapter, like, well, maybe this was planted by Bleeder. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we know that that is even our character knows that that is definitely a possibility. But my gut tells me that it is real. Strangely, I feel like it is actually accurate because I, I feel like her statistical data is backed up by what these documents say. So, unless somebody could somehow mess with her own research, which, I mean, could happen, I feel like maybe it's not a red herring. I think maybe it is, like, a thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed reading these chapters. Again, I think I was expecting a little bit more because we are so close to the end of the book. But, yeah, I feel like we've probably got even more information in these chapters than what we think we got, which will all sort of come to light, I guess, very quickly, very soon. But I didn't feel like we were sitting around. So it's not that there was no action. I definitely feel like we're, like sit on that precipice. We are, we are just waiting for the, the, the next shoe to drop. Everyone seems to be in their positions where they need to be for whatever's coming next. I did really enjoy sort of watching Marisai investigate a little bit. It all felt a little bit too easy for me. But I've got some thoughts on that we can talk about later. Wax as well. Those doubts, you know, about harmony creeping in. I don't know how much he's going to let that influence him, um, whether it be in this book or next book. Maybe that's something he's going to gonna find out then. And I actually really enjoyed Wayne and Maylan's little interaction. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could team up and be quite a good little duo, you know, pretending to be different people. And when you think about it, yeah, I mean, one of them's a candor and one of them's a human, but they they essentially do the same thing. I liked sort of the parallel between the bones and the hat and that was a a bit of fun too so yeah I overall really enjoyed the read and I am very much looking forward to what happens next
2: like I'd forgotten about the parallel where it's like yeah having having the right hat it it really helps and she's like yeah it's like like bones Uh, okay (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and just talking about you know oh well this 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 person was a was it a toothy you know, you, they would have had this sort of accent and, you know, it was just adding like an extra level of dimension for for Maylan when she didn't really get to know or investigate the person. Because mm. um, I'd, I'd forgotten that she had taken the guard's body and sort of the image that I had in my head and then it brought back that, yeah, okay, she's changed bodies. And so just how it played out in my head was very fun <laughs> after that. <laughs>
1: These chapters were all right i like i i feel a bit i got to the end and i thought
0: uh, i don't
1: i didn't quite feel satisfied even though there like there are quite a lot of pieces in there that were really good but I, just, I don't know like honestly i i feel like probably because like we spent so much time in the past couple of weeks talking about the whole wayne renette situation that when she showed up and they had a big conversation i spent the whole thing just going uh, i don't know how i feel about this and that and that could just be, like, external factors influencing me, like, as I'm reading the book. So make of that what you will. Because, like, the rest of the chapters, like, for the most part, uh, you know, were pretty good. I liked watching Marisai, like, finding the letters. Uh, yeah, they could be planted. But I liked the the idea of, like, she's looking at the bookshelves and just going, hmm, something's not right. And then she finds it, finds the key and gets it all. I thought I actually quite like that. I thought that was really cool. That was fun. I feel like this book has leaned a bit more into Wax's kind of an ass. And when he was breaking into the tomb, like it really sort of like leaned into that. I'm just like, man, these people are doing their job and you are just <laughs> like fucking with them badly. And so maybe, maybe it's just cause he's under stress, but I was like, Wax, you, mm, you could have found other ways to do this buddy, but no, yeah, whatever. But the tomb itself was really cool. I, I do think like this, like that, There's been a lot this book, which I think has probably just sort of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Whereas the last book took place on schedule and had enough hints back to the original trilogy. It's like, yeah, you know, like all this stuff has happened in the past and we saw Marsh briefly. But for the most part, it was its own story. It didn't feel like it was leaning so hard on what had happened before. Whereas this book is very much these are all these other characters from the original trilogy. They keep getting mentioned and brought up every chance they get. Um, mm. Harmony is playing a much bigger role. It just feels like I, I, part of me is just like, man, could, I, I kind of wish this is just its own story and that stuff was still in the background. I get that, you know, there were mis- like there were things that happened in the past and you need to draw on those. But it feels like it's just gone a bit overboard at the moment. That could just be me. But yeah, it doesn't seem standing standing on its own as much as the last book did.
2: That's an interesting point because even the even the big villain is like basically not a character that we met back then, but a character from back then.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I th- I think like the idea of uh, a Kandra being the villain is quite cool because like we haven't really seen that before, except for Tensor and Well of Ascension, and even then it wasn't like a massive thing. Now we're actually seeing what a Kandra can do unleashed and ready to ready to kill people, and it is terrifying. So that side of it is fantastic, but it does it it's still just seems like it's leading into stuff that happened in the past. And now these, the, the current characters, have to deal with it.
2: Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That could just be me nitp- nitpicking. So whatever. Okay, no, that's fair. There's definitely definitely feels like there's more references. Like we've seen a couple different paintings of like breeze and stuff. So it's like, oh, this kind of keeps coming up. Yeah, and it's like just how much time is being
1: devoted to those references as well. It's like yeah. a good chunk of the text has been, you know,
2: remember this character. <laughs> You guys are, do keep talking about how, like, they, they won't shut up about 10 soon, so. Yes. Okay, I guess let's get into these chapters. So I I like the, so, some more of the history of Marisai and her mom, where uh, her mom's basically been pushing her to be an attorney so she could go into politics. And it's like, these professions had one important flaw. They were populated entirely with attorneys and politicians, which ain't that the truth. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> And now she's in a whole room of them as uh, she's in there with Governor Innate as he's assembled his cabinet to discuss what's happening. And I like the, the where she points out that like the city sanitation director is also an attorney for some reason. She's like, I don't know why that's a position you have to have a law degree for, but whatever. I just imagine that guy is Steve Martin for some reason. For, when I think of this <laughs> guy, I picture him as like like a big guy.
3: Yeah, me too. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Why does the sanitation guy
2: need a law degree? Yeah. I do like that later Wayne it's like, yeah, that guy didn't actually go to university. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the guy's like, no, you're taking this too seriously, Rep. So he's, he's an old buddy of, uh, as, if you'll recall, the governor's name is Replar Innate. <laughs> <laughs> Can't he's like, serious. I take
3: to, uh, yeah, I know. Like, it's such a foolish statement to begin with. And then the fact that Innate just comes out and is like, taking my the attempt on my life too seriously the, the death of my long, like lifelong friend, too too seriously yeah. you
1: say, huh? Yeah, like just <laughs> wow, you fumbled the ball like before you even touched it, buddy.
2: It's just like every single person who gets brought up, there's like a negative thing that she offers about them. Like then the minister of trade pops in is like talking about how they're looting outside, and Marisai notes that she brought two aides to take notes, had not offered them seats.
1: <laughs> well, I guess like the opening paragraph set up, she doesn't think much of attorneys and politicians, so yeah. he's like. I, I kind of I, I buy that she would like as soon as she see these sees these people, she looks down on them for their profession is looking for things that just like say this person is just full of shit.
2: Yeah. The secretary of education is a corpulent woman with her feet up by the fire. And the, the secretary of education is like uh, the the le leca- the calls have been getting traction lately. We got to watch. They're, they're going to put a strong candidate against you at the next election. And so the guy's like, yeah, maybe they're behind the assassination attempt. And it knows, it, it knows that he had – the governor has told them, like, at the beginning of the meeting about – uh, he explained about the rogue Chandra uh, to the whole staff, but none of them believe him, so they just are ignoring the whole thing that he said. Well, I mean, they
1: could just be chalking it up to – again, like, there was an attempt on your life and you held your, held one of your good friends as he lay dying in your arms, so maybe yeah. the stress of the situation has just gotten to you a
3: bit and they're not taking him seriously. This is a random question, and I think it's just popping in my mind because you specifically are talking about Condra. But does it say like, what does Milan do with her true body when she's using somebody else's bones? That's a good
2: question. I assume she like stores them
3: somewhere. I guess it's all just wrapped up inside her somewhere. Like the bones are just there as well.
2: Oh, that's an interesting. I didn't even think about that. In the past, when Condra oh has God, taken she has some two more, skeletons. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, they like leave them behind in a right. sack or something when they're yeah. not using them. Yeah. So like, does she use her true? Does she leave
3: her true body behind in a sack or like crystal mm. body?
2: Yeah. Even Tenzin when he was like carrying Kelsier's bones around, like in a sack on his back. That's right. So he could yeah he could change out if he needed to. Yeah, I don't know if you can like just like stuff other bones in there and without it looking weird. That's an interesting question like in, in, inside your body with the one bone. I feel like it would be hard to recreate the same look of the muscles and stuff. If you had a yeah. bunch of extra bones in there. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I don't know that that would work. <laughs> and so the, the, the secretary of education is like, you, we need decisiveness, leadership, martial law. That's the least you should do. I say that we need to send constables out and crush the looters and scatter the rioters. And the governor's like, okay, fine. I'll think about it. Everybody out. And then, Except for Marisai, who he calls back, and he immediately signs the martial law thing. He's like, here you go. I want you to take this to Aridel I'm concerned that he's the only constable general to have contacted me. Which, yeah, if the whole city is, like, practically on fire with people out protesting and looting and shit, the fact that none of the other Octants, there that, there's seven more constable generals out there, none of them have talked to the governor, that's pretty bad. So he's putting Aridel in charge as Lord High Constable. Everyone else is going to report to Aradale. I'm sure they'll love that. That's what you get for not talking to the boss. Yep. And I do like uh, that innate is a little more sensitive to her family situation. Cause he's like, you're, uh, you, you're the cousin of Lord Ladrian's betrothed. Right. And so he tells her that the mobs are going to appear sooner or later. They're going to come demanding answers and I'm going to speak to them. So basically tell Aradale to calm everything down, like stop, the rioting and looting and all that shit, but direct the people here. If they're coming here, don't stop them.
1: Like that note that again, it's like even Maricai just like shit. Was that only this afternoon that you spoke to them? <laughs> just like yeah, that's like it's really again like like I think like the last book. It's like the time frame here is
2: just nuts. Yep, it's very um... compressed. Especially when, after, if, when you get used to like the first couple of Mistborn books that were like a year in the <laughs> that it took for the whole thing to happen. Yeah.
0: I just feel like this rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It's like, shut down all the writing, but let them continue here. Just feels like it's inviting a situation to get out of control. I just, mm. I'm i not loving it.
2: I want all the angry people right here at my house. Yeah, okay, maybe yeah. that's... I guess it depends. If, if you can actually talk to them and calm them down, then if you're that confident in yourself, then it makes sense. Like, you would want them here where they can hear and be calmed. But that's mm. that's some dangerous overconfidence possibly.
0: Very very inviting an angry mob and hoping to be able to reason with them. Yeah. Especially after your, you know, stellar efforts earlier that day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that cuz that yeah, the previous speech didn't work out real well as no. my notes, yeah.
0: No empathy. <laughs> and now you you want to display
2: empathy maybe or
0: mm, Yeah, I'm not loving it.
2: And Marissa's like, well, hey, I know something about the mentality of crowds if you want. And he ignores that and shoves the writ towards her and is like, get out of here. And she's like, man, I sure hope that Wayne and uh, the conjure woman can keep him safe. His assassination would be, among other things, terrible for City Morale. And she sees Wayne with like a, playing with a very expensive pen, gold and mahogany. And she's like, oh, crap, where'd he take that from? Uh, you know, just around. And this is where... Let's see. She she goes back in to the uh, hidden chamber from earlier where uh, where Drim got killed and to starts looking at the books on the walls, many volumes of the full words of founding.
0: Sounds like an exciting read, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, well, I guess it depends. It sounds like some of the stuff in there is pretty fun. And she's once again comparing, like, what's happening tonight to that night that the survivor pushed the city to the brink of destruction, overturning the Lord Ruler. Only this time, instead of the survivor, it's a psychotic murderer. Which, well, you know, I mean, let's be fair. Kelsier did love a good murdering. Oh, yeah, dude. That guy murdered all the
3: time. It was, like, (laughs) his second favorite thing besides stealing.
2: (laughs) As long as it was a noble.
3: I like living the misborn life, stabbing people with my misborn knife.
2: <laughs> that's
3: very appropriate. That's a that's a Simpsons reference. Yep. Enjoy. <laughs>
0: There's your theme song for this week's episode.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which episode was that from? Uh, it's one uh, where they like bring a hobo to their house. Yeah. He it's hangs a hobo. out.
2: He loves living the hobo
3: life. Stabbing people with his hobo knife. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I'm sure it was some wacky celebrity guest star playing the hobo, but I don't remember either who it, it was. Must, it,
1: must, it must be like post season twelve because I think that's where I, that's where I fell off. I don't know. I feel like it was
3: when I was a kid, so it's pretty old. Uh, okay, let's see.
2: Oh yeah, I'm not a stabbing hobo. I'm a singing hobo.
3: Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. And then he starts singing that song about stabbing people.
2: Season twelve, episode twenty one. Oh, there you go. Ooh,
3: oh, okay. I'll look this up now. Right, I'm looking.
2: Oh, that's The Simpsons'
3: Tall Tales.
2: Oh. When, uh, did,
3: I, did who played the, any, anybody cool play the
2: hobo? I'm looking. Yeah, hold on. I meet a singing hobo that tells them three stories, but who, oh, it's Hank Azaria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Originally, they planned for him to be voiced by Jim Carrey, but he dropped out due to his busy schedule. Oh, that stinks. Dang. Uh, classic, classic Simpsons. Stabbing people with my hobo knife. Okay, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah that night it was ellen venture the lord the last emperor had come to power because of his heartfelt words that night but governor innate was not ellen venture and so he also has a 7 volume collection of dry political treatises written long ago by the counselor of gods so breeze wrote a series <laughs> a 7 volume collection of boring political whatever's which doesn't seem like Breeze. No. Whatever. I was about to say, it sounds like something that Breeze would put his name on after someone yeah, else Yeah, somebody it. else wrote it. Exactly. That's what I was
3: yeah. saying. Yeah. He was like, uh, I, I just, come take notes at this meeting I'm at. He's like, sir. He's like, you know, take notes. Okay. Remember all those notes you took on those political treatises? Yeah. Why <laughs> don't you go ahead and just write those in a book? Put my name on them, buddy. Oh, and while you're at it, can you give me a glass of wine? Thanks.
1: <laughs> See, I... I, I i imagined it as um like breeze is just pacing around his study with a glass of wine in hand and he's dictating to some scribe in the corner who is transcribing everything that he says and then yeah. in the editing process like it's basically what like- hand wants to do to alamancer jack like they take out all the fun stuff
3: <laughs> out,
1: <laughs> out, out of it and then it just winds up boring and breeze is like oh, fuck this is what i come up with all right whatever
3: <laughs> yeah, I like to think he couldn't even bother to do that though. They're just, he just just like, no, 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 no. Just you write it.
2: Maybe he got very chill <laughs> as he got older. Who knows?
3: Maybe. I also like how like
2: Auriann was the one who taught them all to still be ladylike. Yeah, no, I was gonna touch on that when we get there.
0: See, maybe, maybe he realized he married Auriann and that she was just too much and he <laughs> needed a project. <laughs>
3: I love that. She's like, I, I'd love to come home, but we're we're hard at work on this book and uh you know it's it's a seven volume set, so it's uh it's gonna take us a while, I'm sorry. Yep.
2: Yeah. But she discovers hidden in one of the books, uh, because of the dust pattern, it's very 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 Sherlock Holmesy here, but there's a key and she pulls out the key, opens a safe, and finds a pistol, some cigars, a bunch of money, and a stack of letters. And as she looks through the letters, she's like, oh, wait, this is interesting. Like, this is basically, although couched in euphemism and circumlocution, to her, they clearly spoke of corruption. So it's basically like private correspondence where the governor is cutting deals with the heads of uh, various houses in the city. And looking at the dates, they match up with the suspicious uh, stuff that she'd already been tracking. So she's like, here it is. Like, combine this with what I've already found and... Like he's taking bribes. This is proof. It might not be a smoking gun because of the language, but it was at least a very warm one. I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that metaphor.
1: Yeah, that was clever. I like that.
2: And I like she's relieved that none of the letters are to waxilium. That would be that would be disappointing to find out that he's also crooked at this point.
1: There's a letter to wax here, it just says, Piss off you trick. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm surprised that she would even be worried about something like that, honestly. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she's basically like, I mean, the people are right. They have a reason to be mad. Their government is corrupt. And then she's like, Innate will claim they are planted by Bleeder. He'll have like an easy way out of this, but we have to do something. And then we cut to Wax flying through the city. His uncle had dropped him off inconveniently far from where he wanted to be. And he he starts thinking about some of the shit that Bleeder said about uh, Harmony and like, could could he have saved Lessie? And Wax is like, well, I mean, of course he could. He's God. He can do whatever. But also, he doesn't like fix all your problems for you. That's kind of you know the whole thing. But now that he's talked to him personally, like had a conversation with him, he's taking the, the entire thing a little more personally. He's like, you know, if he cares enough to talk to me, he's like another person practically. Why can't he fucking? Why, why wouldn't he help me? But uh, at the same time, he's like, I mean, what am I gonna do? Let the city burn? I and mean, even if she's, even if Bleeder's right, I still got to stop Bleeder. Like. What? And he thinks out like harmony. Are you there? But he forgot that he took his earring out at some point. And he's like, actually, that's probably for the best. I kind of don't want God to hear the th- thoughts that I'm thinking right now. Yeah, Say's to be fine with it. I think he probably would. So, like, he's not going so, to questioning. So, well, like given
1: Say's whole uh, conflict in Hero of Ages, he really, he'd probably just be like, yeah, man, I
2: get it. I've been there. That's true. It is very similar. When he's he's looking, yeah for some explanation somewhere for why did this happen to the woman I loved? Yeah. It's very, very simple. Yeah. Think about
3: he's, that. He's like my, Hey bro, my woman died too, man. I'm with you. I get it.
2: <laughs> but,
3: uh, if what I think is true, then, uh, then maybe just maybe she's not dead.
2: Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure which of those two would actually be worse. You just got me thinking about it now. Like, cause
3: you uh, know. don't get me wrong. They're both pretty bad.
2: Yeah. They're both yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And so, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the rest of this chapter is Wax is kind of just introspecting as he's flying around the city.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wax, why are you flying around? You want to drop in on your father-in-law?
2: Right? That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe he'd check check him. Yeah, I still can't believe he hasn't gone to check on that guy. And he even thought about it. He was like, nah, he's fine. But, I mean, as we (laughs) pointed out earlier, like, it hasn't been that long. Like, this has been a few hours. I guess, but did he even
3: leave him, like, food? Anything? (laughs) Anything? It's it's been a decent amount of time. He, he even yeah. lost one of his shoes. He's one <laughs> shoe down. Like, a, a
1: few hours is not a long time when you're in the comfort of your own home. When yeah. you're stuck at the top
2: of a tower with nothing, yeah, it's like no an eternity. No, food, no toilet, it's like, yeah.
3: Yeah, ask Gandalf if he liked being trapped
2: at the top of that tower. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe Lord Harms has some eagle friends, and it'll all he's be gonna good. Have, well, he's going to have to have a moth friend first, and then an eagle friend. Right, yeah, you know. I, just, I like Wax's thought is like, man, I wish I could trade in all this politicians and games and secrets for an honest murderer calling me out in the street. So much easier back then. And then we go to Wayne, who, while being, you know, crazy Wayne, I think he has a good point here at the beginning where he's like, look, I appreciate all the fancy treats the governor is providing, but I am not sympathetic to his plight. The whole point of having someone in charge was to make sure people knew who to try to kill. And I'm, I'm just like. I mean, you know, that's going a little far, but it's like, yeah, I don't feel bad for you, like, being the center of attention. That's what you wanted. That's why you became governor. Wayne's like, you know, he gets to be in charge of everybody and order everybody around. But when an assassin gets bored, they don't whack the guy who's selling fish on the corner. They go for the guy in charge. Is that what they do when they get bored or when (laughs) they get angry? For an actual assassin, uh, a lot of times it's probably when you get paid. Yeah, that's true, too. When someone else gets angry.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like boredom doesn't enter into assassinations at all. Maybe if you're, you know, one of the crazy
2: assassins. Mm. I mean,
3: what? this is Wayne's logic, though, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, true. yeah it's true. That's Wait, what is that Wayne what he does when do. he gets bored?
3: I was about to say, that's what Wayne does when he gets bored. He beats <laughs> people to death with his canes. He's like, I'm bored.
2: I, I just really love his his take on this. It's like, look, on the one hand, you get fancy sweets whenever you want. On the other sure. hand, you might find a murderer in your bathroom. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, It's the price you pay for
3: your fabulous lifestyle. Lifestyles of the rich and famous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want a fancy sweets, you must just come to terms with the fact that you may die. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then Wayne takes another tray from a serving girl as she tries to get away with the uneaten cakes. Uh. He's, he, I feel like he's probably eaten like a ridiculous amount today. As I'm I'm just saying like from all the all the little snacks at the the party and now here.
0: Also, if anyone wanted to take Wayne out, all they had to do is, like, lace a tray of cakes. And that would be it.
2: He can recover from poison with his saved-up health, we found out.
3: True.
2: There, there, there was a butler attempting to do such a thing once upon a time. Yeah, that was one of my favorite lines from yes. the first book, is like, huh? Tea's poisoned. <laughs> and then he just falls over. That is, <laughs> that is another very, like, I don't even know if that's cinematic. I feel like that's a cartoon, like, moment. Yeah. Where somebody goes, T's poisoned, and then just thwomp. <laughs> That's Yeah, that's a very Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. Maybe what, you, what you need to take
1: Wayne out is, like, get a little cake, but put put an explosive in the cake and put, like, a pressure switch in it, so when he bites into it... Because mm. yeah, I made a point, yeah. like, that's probably
2: where I thought of it, yeah. Mm, like those apples in Firefly. Mm. Yep. Yeah. You see these little pops, and there's some guys with no heads. Yeah. And so the governor goes to work on his speech, and he... Kicks all the guards out and Melon and Wayne are like, we're supposed to be protecting this fucking whatever, I guess. And so Wayne sends some guys to watch the outside window on the other side. So at least they're doing what they can to protect this guy. And uh, Melon, she's she's like, you mortals can be surprisingly cavalier with your limited lifespans. And Wayne's take is that I think he's just trying to get me in trouble because, you know, if Wax shows up and uh, the governor's dead, he's totally going to blame me. Wax will scowl at me real good, even though it's not my fault. Mm. And then she says, is that what happened to his horse? And Wayne's like, why you got to bring that up again? That really wasn't my fault. Is this about the dynamite in the oven again? Or have I missed something? I I don't know what this is in reference
3: to. She knows. I, I just assumed because she knows all the stories about them in the roughs. So my assumption was that the horse that we heard about in the prologue died somehow. And she's like, "Oh, is that what happened to the horse?" And he's like, uh, "Hey, why are you why are you gotta bring up old shit?"
2: Good old destroyer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So then Wayne's uh, continues thinking about various about various things, their situation and the Condra. and he's thinking about how you can tell a lot about people from the way that they talk. And so he's listening close because he's like, sooner or later that Condra's going to slip up and use the wrong word, and I'm going to spot him. And then he hears Melon practicing her uh, accent. Making it deeper, though still feminine, and repeating some words to herself. Which
3: uh, by the way, I have to say I was telling Data this before we started. I I was at a a local sale of like excess stuff from our our library here in town, and I stumbled across the audiobook for this book. So I was like, Oh, cool. It was only two dollars for the whole book, audiobook. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna purchase this. And so for the first time, I listened to this book on audiobook for the two chapters that we were reading for this. And When we got to this part, the author, he just, like, he goes to a weird place with this. It's like, to me, he's a man. And to me, it sounds like a man pretending to be a woman who's pretending to be a man. Like, it just doesn't sound good. And even the subtle changes he makes after Wayne, like, it's like, now you got to do it like this. I'm just like, wow, this is weird. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying the audiobook guy is not good. I'm just saying, like, it was just weird. Hmm. It was a little it, and, and his narrative is like very foreboding sounding the whole the whole time. But uh, but yeah, I listened to that today. Thought that was thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I've never really read much of or listened to the audiobooks like at all. So I, I don't have much comment on that. But Michael Kramer, who does the reading, is uh, very popular with a, a lot of the fans. I, I'm always hearing about how amazing a job he does. I was going to say, like after, after we listen to
1: some of the audiobook for the last book, like the uh, the uh, fan reaction was very positive. Yep. Uh,
2: it's interesting. Uh, Wayne explains that she the, the woman whose bones Melon is wearing, she would have been a two feet from the second octant. Oh, I wonder if every octant gets a, a little nickname like that for the people.
1: Yeah. Eight for doesn't really sound.
2: Really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like where we're
3: eighths or what did you say? One like onesies.
1: <laughs> I, could, I could totally see Wayne referring to them as the eighty mateys
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> Or maybe they're like they go with the different languages in it. It's like
2: the one octet one, it's like the Primeros. I was I was thinking like Unos and then I'm like, What well, yeah, the they Unos they wouldn't have Spanish. So. Yeah. Uh, and so Wayne gives her some tips on her two accent. And Malon's like, Oh man, Tensoon would be proud of me, I could still get a difficult accent. And he's like, What? That's an easy accent. Lots of people have that. Once I had to do a guy who grew up on the northwest coast, raised by deaf parents, only talked once in a while, and then moved in with Terrace Fundamentalists in the mountains. I like that the, the, there's – so there's mountains out there, and there's Terrace Fundamentalists living out there. I guess maybe the mountains there are similar to, you know, traditional snowy Terrace Mountains. Who knows?
1: Are these the mountains that sort of surround the Ellendale Basin? he's talking about, or?
2: <sighs> the northwestern coast. Well, here, let's look at the mountains. Allendale Basin map. I feel like there's not a northwestern coast. Like there's mountains in the northwest. No, wait, that's the northeast. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> looking at it. I'm looking at it backwards. Uh. So yeah, I guess it must be the mountains around the edge, but like right up on the ocean at, at the north end of the Sea of Yomond. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and there's on the map. There's a couple cities up there that sound like kind of terrace. Tathwindel and Mycondul. Those have very terrace kind of consonant arrangements. Interesting. Okay. And so, yeah, they're they're going back and forth a little bit, and Wayne's like, it's better if I have a hat. A hat is a disguise for your brain. Helps you think like the person who wore it last. And Malin's like, has anyone ever told you you're surprisingly wise? And he's like, all the bloody time. They're idiots. You're not wise. You're playing them. You're doing this on purpose. And I love it. I, I like I like I like this relationship that's developing here. This is these two are fun together. Yeah. Yeah. Play off each other really well. And he's like, I'm not lying about those hats, though. They do help. And she goes, yeah, sure. Like bones. And uh, he asked her if it ever bothers her knowing that she might live forever. And he's like, I, I think it'd be nice to finally be done at some point. You know, it's like you're running a race and you don't know quite when it ends, but you got an idea. And she's like, you sound like you actually want to die. And he goes someday. Huh, maybe I should get into politics. Which is funny because <laughs> that was his line of thinking earlier. She has no idea what he's talking about. And she's like, you know, I keep it interesting. I can just – I can always switch it up. If I get bored, I just live a new life, be a new person. But we find out the very interesting note that they can die. Well, I mean we knew they could die, but she says well, – We knew they could be killed. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we we knew that if, if they wanted to jump in a pit of acid, then they could pro- – you know, they could kill themselves. But – that doesn't sound like what's going on here. It's like uh, they just focus a bit and their body shuts down. Yeah, it's like
0: I thought yeah. of thought it was like where they pulled the pins out.
2: Hmm. It could be, but I feel like this must be different ah! because they all experienced the pulling the stuff out before. And she makes this sound like it's something else. But mm. maybe that's just mm. me. Maybe.
3: I mean, I don't know enough about it. Maybe this is what Bleeder did. Maybe Bleeder was trying to end her life and
2: then something went wrong or she's still winding down. And she started going crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it takes a little concentration and sends the body into a spiral where we just end. So you can just it sounds like you just think yourself to death. And it says that they figured this out like 100 years after the 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 end of the world. So they knew that they could take, you know, their spikes out before. I don't feel like that could be what she's talking about.
0: Mm,
2: And Wayne's like, no, yeah, that makes sense. Always have an escape route. Yep. And he gives her some more tips on her, her accent. She's like, man, you are wasted as a human. And he goes, no, I've only had a few hand, mouthfuls today. <laughs> and yeah, here I, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that he specifically calls out. It was the sanitation manager who uh, until somebody mentioned it earlier, I'd forgotten that it was specifically him. But yeah. Pretty sure that sanitation minister guy was lying about his education. <laughs> I also
3: like that part where he says that thing about being wasted and it's like. She thinks he misunderstands, but he's actually messing with her. Yeah, I I like that. That was funny.
1: Yeah. It's like you you just figured out that he's playing everyone else and then you fell right back into it.
2: (laughs) Oh, Wayne. And then he hears because he's been listening real hard for all these various voices. And he hears someone that he wants to see. And he like rushes out and finds Renette talking to a butler. And she's like, here, I'm, I'm supposed to deliver this here. It was a simple task. It just needed something made. Hardly worth waking me. And Wayne thinks a radiant, glorious woman built like a good rough fence. Just tall enough, lean, but strong. Uh, Dark hair, which he'd compared to a pony's on several occasions. I'm not sure that that's a compliment. Um,
0: No, I I wouldn't take it as such.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you got hair like a fine pony. Apparently it make, that makes her mad, and he feels that that's unfair, considering that she keeps it in a tail.
3: <laughs> well, you keep it in like a pony. What do you want me to tell you? It doesn't look like a pony.
2: I've been rewatching The Big Bang Theory lately, and I've, I've like that. That feels like a Sheldon moment Ooh. to me, where it's like, oh yeah, you you got hair like a pony. What what are you mad for? I mean, you keep it in a ponytail. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> and I, like he's just really infatuated. He's got. It's like the whole world could be wrong, but seeing her made him forget. She gave him that special scowl, the one that was just for him, that let him know that she cared. Uh, she's with me, and she goes, like, hell, I am. Yeah, no, that's fair. And then the butler's little asshole. like man, yeah. One wonders how his grace's life can be threatened when we're letting every dust rat in the city saunter up. And uh, Renette pulls out her gun and is like, dust rat? Excuse me? To which Wayne, uh, he stops her from shooting, and he's like, well, I mean, you know, when was the last time you bathed? Just out of curiosity. She says, guns don't care if I stink, Wayne. I have things to do. And so she has brought a pouch with whatever it is that Wax, wax asked her to make, which we're still not getting to know what it is. We had our theories last time. Other than it's a bullet, which I think I think we kind of figured that much out. Yeah, something for vindication. Yeah. I do like his note that she's like, I don't know. What do you think? I understand how my brain works. I'd say there's a logical fallacy in that statement. Maybe too.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. I do like her thought of just like, like, you see, he starts shaking when he gets the balls. Like, if I gave you a, a piece of wood and told you once in, been in a rifle stock, would you lose your mind there? I'm like, man, she just shuts everything down. She's she's really cool.
2: Yep. Very no nonsense. I like her. And he asks her out. You want to get a drink? You know, when the city's safe. Or maybe before. I don't care if the pub's a little on fire. And she says, you know I would sooner shoot myself, Wayne. And Misra would shoot me if, by chance, I did go, come to think of it. So, who's that? Yeah, Have we heard that name before? I don't believe we have. And it sounds to me like a feminine name. So. Yeah. Which, if you'll remember, in the previous book, Wax is like, I don't think she's interested in any man in that way. Which... I took to just mean, like, you know, she was not interested in romance, but this makes it sound like maybe that meant something else. Which is cool. But, like, that just then adds to the whole, oh, God, Wayne, why are you doing
1: anything with this, like, trying to do anything with this woman? And yeah. we've, we've we've talked that topic to
2: death, so I won't, we won't go too far into it. But just, God, there's just more levels to this. Well, it's funny because he doesn't seem surprised when this other name comes out. He doesn't even really think about it. So it's like, so did you know that? There's this other person maybe that she's seeing, unless this is like her butler or sister or who knows. But like if he knows she's mom, if she if he knows she's seeing someone impression. else and he's still doing this, that we really are going to new levels of like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's surprised. His reaction is, man, this isn't nearly as like uh, angry as she normally is. at me. What's going on? And she's like, it's bad out there. Like I've seen crowds like this out in the roughs and usually a guy gets strung up and that's with 500 people. What happens when 5 million people start going like this, which Wayne uses as another attempt to like, well, I mean, maybe this is a good time to profess your long requited love for certain handsome fellow. And she glares at him, but doesn't shoot or even punch him. And he's like, man, this is bad. And he just tells her, go home, get behind your doors, lock them, keep your guns handy like she would ever not have her guns handy. Yeah, and then we cut back to Ariel who has received the governor's uh, writ that he uh, that he made up for him for martial law and such, and he's like, he names me Lord High Constable, but I'm not a lord. And Reddy's like, uh, maybe you, d- the appointment gives you the title. And Mariside's just like, a Governor can't just give someone a title. That's not how this works. Do you people not know anything about the law you uphold? And I like one of the other, uh, one of the other officers a female lieutenant is just like idiots deserve this and erdal's like "Uh, i hear you complaining about the hastings family all the time and she's like yeah but just because they're bastards in the high houses doesn't excuse us being bastards sir which fair point yeah no i think that's that's actually a good take especially for a cop to have probably (laughs) yeah yeah And so Aridel starts sending messengers out to the other constables general to be like, hey, we got to coordinate what's going on here. If his grace wants to talk to the people, I want a nice thick barrier of police bodies in between him and his constituents. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> and uh, so Marisai wants to tell him something quietly, but they're in a hurry. So it's like, OK, let's do it while we while we move. And uh, Eredell jumps up on a horse. And there's an awkward moment where Reddy's grinning like, hi. And Marisai's just like, okay, fine. And so she and Aaron, I was like, oh right, I didn't think about it. and she just jumps up in the saddle like, okay it occurs to me, sir, that lady constable uniforms could be distinctly more utilitarian and he's like, uh, okay yeah, no, that makes sense but if you want, we could, and she's like, no, no the city's on fire, maybe we can discuss feminine modesty on another occasion Reddy is stunned, utterly shocked by what she's done. She's showing her legs oh my gosh, what is the world coming to?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah and here's where we find out that Speeches by Lady Allrian Ladrian soon after uh, the cata. What, what do we find out? How do we find out that was pronounced the catachondra? something like that? But yeah, she created the expectation that you will strive to remain feminine at the same time as, as as you're doing your job. So Vin's legacy is that women are equal and allowed into you know whatever professions men are in. But All Ryan's legacy is you are still expected to remain feminine and be a model of ladylike behavior while you do that. Which, yeah, that's a tough, uh, that's, that's tough dual responsibilities to keep mm, up there. Yeah. Leave Aurean to, to fuck that up. <laughs> 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 uh, but Marisai's like, I don't usually mind. I kind of like dresses and having my hair look nice and all this stuff. So one social problem at a time, Marisai. And so she brings out the letters. You remember telling me to snoop around the governor's place? I remember telling you with great circumspection to keep your eyes open. she's like, I did. I also kept my hands open. And uh, this fell into them. And basically, the governor is corrupt. This is pretty much proof of it. And he's like, I'm in a difficult – you've just put me in a difficult position. How legally did you obtain these? And she's like, I mean, you know, you got to call it a thing. Uh, It depends on how the courts would interpret your authority – to investigate when there's reasonable suspicion of wrongdoing. In other words, you stole them. Yep. <laughs> how, easy,
1: how legally do you obtain these? Uh, we don't have to put a label on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean,
3: to...
2: legal. What does that even mean? <laughs> that's that's not what you want the cops saying. Let's be fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'm just, th- Airedale's like kind of in deep thought. And she's like, I mean, it doesn't mean we shouldn't protect him. And he's like, well, obviously. The fact that you even say that is uh, you've been spending too much time with the wax out there. No, what I'm thinking is that all these people that they're writing, they're right. The system is screwing them over. We're supposed to be better than this. What would the Lord Mistborn say if he saw us now? How is that guy the benchmark? (laughs) Spook is the benchmark for um, acting. Uh, Don't even get me started. (laughs)
3: Don't get me started About behaving rightly
2: Mr. I know why you're sad (laughs) (laughs) He he was a teenager Everyone did messed up stuff as a teenager Cut him some slack Uh, Okay sure everybody got real rapey When they were teenagers (laughs) I didn't say that Uh, uh, Marisai's response is I suspect he would tell us to do something about it And then we cut back to Wax Who's arrived at the Field of Rebirth Tradition says that it's exactly the same today as it was on that day long ago when all of humankind crept out of the wombs of stone that Harmony had created. Marewell flowers. That's that's, uh, beautiful, man. Right? Yeah. I I, I think we've heard the name of the flowers before, but it is nice that the flowers get named after Mare. Sure. Yeah. But he's just like, I'm sure that when Breeze and Ham and all the rest came out, there wasn't a perfectly manicured lawn with flowers growing in straight lines. I mean, there could have been harmony. Did create it all? I guess depending on how specific he wanted to be with it. But like, yeah. Did people who talk about tradition just ignore the benches and the paths and the buildings? Did harmony leave bathrooms for the convenience of visitors? Probably not. Let's be fair. But but again, it's like I could see say he's doing that. Okay. Yeah. No. That that's <laughs> you you make a fair point. And so it's the middle is the on the highest hill is the statue slash museum under which the Last Emperor and the Ascendant Warrior are entombed. And there's two constables guarding the door, which Wax is like, now it's probably a good idea. The caretaker's called to make sure uh, there's no looters or something. And they're like, we're not supposed to let anybody in, and he just is like, yeah, whatever, don't care. I do what I want. And so he looks around in the foyer, and there's murals of the originators. Hammond, the Lord Mistborn, Lady Truth, who, uh, yeah, who the hell is that? I wonder if that's Alrianne's name. or uh... God, I hope not. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, What other other women were involved that could, uh, I mean, I guess it could be be Mm, Belgery. Yeah. Lady truth. Another, (laughs) another breeze painting where he's holding a cup of wine. Sure. And like wax is like, he always strikes me as the kind of person I'd want to punch. Like someone who's definitely guilty of something, which is so true. Oh yeah. And then a woman comes out as he's wandering through the museum. And it's like, Hey, nobody's supposed to be let in routine inspection. What in the middle of the night? And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, got to make sure there's no contraband if you want guards from the police." And she's like, <laughs> "This is the Originator Tomb. What the fuck are you talking about contraband? Just doing my job." <laughs> Go talk to my boss. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. He, he, okay, lady, he, I got he,
1: other shit to deal with
2: right now. Fuck off. This this really was kind of an asshole move. I agree. When you when you read, like, come on, you could have been way nicer to both of like the guys outside and this lady.
3: Yeah, yeah. well, even if I've, the guy's outside, you could just be like, like, look, I'm from the constabulary. I'm I'm here doing a job. You're just gonna have to let me pass. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And again, it's it's kind of like after Aridol has pointed out how problematic Wax's uh, constant involvement is, and how and like how he's just like, yeah, I gotta go do this thing and fuck the constabulary and their consequences and
2: shit like that. Like, I just I think we're just noticing it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. It's entirely possible. He's just like I'm in a hurry. I do my own thing. Yeah. And so apparently everybody, all the kids get this is, this is where kids get taken on field trips and stuff. So he's been here before, but I guess it's been a while. Some of the caverns have flooded and over time, and some of them have not. And is that t- the uh, the 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 one that spook flooded way back when? Yeah, I was thinking that it must have something to do with like the the cavern with all that water in it. That like that whole thing that, was diverted. So I forget the town name. Uh, yeah, I'm not remembering off the top of my head either. It'll come to yeah. me. But yeah, I, I, in my, in my mind, that has to have something to do with it. But maybe not. Maybe it's completely unrelated. And so there's lots of rooms down here. And I, I mean, as, as you recall, Sazed kind of took all these underground spots from all these different places and stuck them together to, uh, to put everybody in the same place when the world was reborn. So who knows how weird and the geography is down there. Mostly part of the museum with quotes from the various originators. Others had depictions of rebuilding the world or other relics, such as replicas of both Harmony's bands and the bands of mourning. Which, okay. Mm. That's the first time we've heard of them in text, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's kind of like, all right, Harmony's bands and the bands of mourning, so not Harmony's bands. Yeah, clearly not. They don't belong to Harmony. Who do they belong to? Bands of mourning. That sounds sad. <laughs> yeah. What are
1: What are they mourning? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, what's what, what stores memory? Is that copper? Copper.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like a whole bunch of copper. Mines. Like, is this where he put all his uh his memories of his girlfriend?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> no. The bands of mourning yeah, are like yeah. the, the all the thoughts about his girlfriend. He didn't want to store anymore. So he's like,
2: all right, I'll just uh just put them in here.
0: Maybe they were tinsel right?
2: Oh, it could be tinsels. Could, this could be, yeah. Uh, it's bugging me. I couldn't remember the name of that uh, that town, so now I gotta look it up. Hold on. It's not Fadrex. That was Set City. Uh, Quelian Urto. That was the city. Urto. That's right. Yeah. There we go. I, okay. I think my favorite section in in this whole thing is the next part where it talks about like a chamber with all of these volumes written by uh, the originators. Some were considered holy canon by one sect or another. While some like the Doxithium, were decidedly apocryphal. So a book I guess it was supposed to be a book written by Doxon, which is clearly not true. And apparently also that's, very boring, which I believe a book written by Doxon
1: might have been boring. But Yeah, but it's like so was the book written by Breeze. I'm just like, can none of these assholes write? <laughs> also, I'm still sour about what happened to
2: Dox and the fact that he's still getting shit on now. It's like what the fuck? Come on. Yeah, that's fair. Then there's a room that's just different artist depictions of the survivor. All right. Why not? (laughs) I just imagined, like,
1: Kelsey is just hanging around, just, like, looking at this painting. It's like, "Eh, this one's not regal enough. Let's do another one. (laughs) No, no, I don't like the pose I'm making. Let's go. Let's go again.
2: Ooh, saucy. (laughs) (laughs) There's one where he's posing like those French girls and uh, I imagine wearing a necklace. Yeah. Is it?
1: Um. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where Barney was posing naked with a sword. Yeah, that sounds like a thing that happened. <laughs> Kelsey would absolutely do that. In fact, like if this movie was being
2: made 10 years ago, Neil Patrick Harris would be a great Kelsey. I I could absolutely see that, yep. I mean, he's he he doesn't feel as actiony, but he like the the personality of Kelsey, I feel like he could really pull off well. Yeah, but I feel like he, he hasn't been as actiony cuz he just never had
1: those roles. Like if you yeah. gave him a chance to do it, I'm sure he could. It's probably true. No one thought Tom Hanks could do Mm.
2: dramatic when he started as a comedy actor. Look at us now. I've heard a lot of people say that if like if you could do comedy well, then dramas, it's like easier to go comedy to drama than drama to comedy. Oh, I wasn't Mm -hmm. even thinking about that. I'm just thinking like, you know, he's an actor. He's talented. Give him a shot. Yeah. I do
3: think uh, comedic timing is more difficult to come by than like dramatic stuff.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Neil Patrick Harris is one of my favorites. I think that uh, he, he could do almost anything. He's he's awesome. I I loved him as Count yeah, Olaf. He could off, play the, you know, the the series of unfortunate events. Oh, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he could play the shark from Jaws. He's so good. <laughs> him and Ben Affleck, uh,
3: yeah. sharks, sure. Yeah, yeah, Double shark like the twin sharks, Bruce and
2: the other one. <laughs> Bruce and the other one. <laughs> uh but yes, yeah, so there's also chambers dedicated to the various metals and wax counts his way down until he finds Adium. Uh, it's The chamber is full of documentation and rumors about the mythical metal. And using his seal sight, he finds a, a little lever hidden that he can flip. Oh. Hang on, hang on. We've got to back up here. It's yep. like
1: he's thinking, oh, man, Wayne's going to give me shit for deceiving the people. But then again, Wayne would convince them he was the Lord Ruler and then ask him to make him dinner. So,
0: Yep. Why is Wayne my moral compass? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do like that we were just talking about how like he was kind of a jerk to them and and he's like, yeah, Wayne would make me feel bad about that. But
3: Wayne's Wayne also, also not did a good, the same thing.
2: Yeah, he's not a good moral compass. So let's just move on. But yeah. So a door opens and he goes in with an old oil lantern that he finds and shuts it. And as he's reaching for mashes, there's a voice, a growling voice that says, I've been waiting for you. And that is the end of our section. Dun, dun, dun.
3: Yeah. Bum, bum, bum.
2: <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> let the
1: air out of the band there. Eh?
2: <laughs> so let us do some Who? Uh, wh- wh- what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think he's going to run into down here? Do, mm-hmm. do you have any idea what the bands of mourning are? Just whatever. Okay,
0: so who are we going to meet down in the cave? It's got to be 10 soon. Who else is going to growl? Surely a candor in a dog's body makes sense. <laughs> I don't really know what the Bands of Morning are. I mean, they sound like a terrace you know, band or rings or something maybe, but I I don't know. I don't really know what to expect about that yet. I feel like we're not going to get answers to that in this book anyway. Yeah. Um, little tidbit for a future, future book. Is that the next book? It is. Bands of Morning? Okay, yeah. Okay. I knew it was a book, but I couldn't remember where in the Cosmere it fit. So, (laughs) okay. Right. So I am really uncomfortable with where things with innate went this time. So I think that innate is actually setting the whole thing up. I just felt a little bit too convenient to have Marisai wait, not allowed to partake, and then have him speak to her alone while mm. he opens up the safe, which then she conveniently found another safe and found these letters. I just, I feel like that's probably not something, if you had a safe in the floor, you wouldn't just be like, I'm going to open my safe in the floor. I mm. might write the letter and give it back to her. I, and then, especially if you're keeping like special stuff in there. So I have a feeling that he's set all of that up. Also, he's survived many assassination attempts at this point. Like surely Lita could kill him if she really wanted to. So I'm thinking that they're probably working together um, to make it look like he's a target, but I think his, his goal, they were also leaning pretty heavily on, you know, Ellen made this big speech and became this hero of, oh my God, where did they live? Uh,
2: the, 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 Lutherdale? Lutherdale, yeah.
0: Lutherdale, yes. I was like, Ellen no, no, no,
2: no.
0: <laughs> um, you know, he's a big hero of, of Lutherdale, so Again, why would you want everything else shut down and have the masses congregate at your mansion? Probably to give this big speech that he's been working on. The other thing I thought was that this maybe isn't really innate. Maybe he's already dead. He's already a Kyndra and they're working together. And I was thinking maybe Kampar is back. Is that our favourite second gen friend?
1: I think it was. It was either him or Varsel. I can't remember which one was the dickhead. Yeah, that, yeah,
0: the bad one. Yeah, the really mean one. I feel like they could be working on something, maybe, if he's still around.
2: Yeah, Kanpar Con- um, was the leader of the second generation, so yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it might be a good opportunity to finally set things up so he can rule. Maybe he's angry at Tensoon and wants to take over. I don't know. I hope not, but I was thinking that maybe also, like, Aradil is a Kandra, and so they've infiltrated a whole bunch of... Oh different areas and now like Aradel's got his orders to come through because we're only taking innate at his word that he's the only constable general that's reached out it's true which I mean is possible but I feel like surely the other Octants are scrambling to settle things down too you'd think that maybe they've reached out but you know also we've really only got the story from this perspective anyway but yeah I think I, I just don't buy that he's the victim in this anymore. And the, the the letters of corruption and stuff, is a bit easy to find. Also, now that they've been found, you know, effectively without a search warrant or anything, can they actually do anything with this information now, like legally? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could claim it's a setup, but also they've found it now. And, yeah, Maratai knows where to find his official seal and all that sort of stuff. So it would be quite easy to you know, palm it off and go, it's all a big setup, I'm innocent. Yeah, but I think, gut feeling, that's sort of where we're going next.
2: Interesting. I like, this is an interesting idea that, like, uh, Airedale could also be working with them. And then, because if you're wanting the police to be in half, or, you know, putting Airedale in charge, who's apparently rare in his position because he's not noble, right? We talked about that earlier, how it's hard to get very high up if you're not, don't have any noble blood. So putting him in charge of all of the other police constables general uh, if they don't like him because he's not noble that could make the police you know kind of have have some infighting and be less effective right when you need them so that could absolutely be part of like a whole plot it seems like
0: Mm. i mean i like Aridel. i hope that he's not all wrapped up in this that way but it's possible
2: it it would be the best if they discover that erodel's a conjurer after all when he goes to sleep and they don't hear snoring (laughs) Mm. wait a second that doesn't sound like a herd of angry loss at all.
3: <laughs>
2: no, no, none of this
3: is adding up at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where were we? Uh, I, I agree with Jamie. I think it's Tenson because uh, he's going to the Condor homeland and who else would hang out and wait for him except for Tenson? Plus, you know, they keep mentioning him over and over. It's like, it just makes sense. It's going to be him. It's going to be I, th- I I'm going to stick with kind of what I've, been theorizing uh so far that being that things are going to come to a head with with the bleeder and and we're going to find out all the all the connecting fibers what how i want to know how what i'm more curious about how everything plays into this is like is this book just completely set adjacent like the women being taken and being used for whatever purposes we assume breeding is like, is that all adjacent to this storyline are we not really going to touch on that at all? Um, yeah. What are these bands of mourning? Could they could they be something that you could actually put on and do something with if you're not uh, if you don't have like full terrorist powers, because we know he has some terrorist power, but not like, you know, giant awesome the full gamut of terrorist power right so um yeah just interested to know what's what's gonna happen um hopefully we'll get more information on that i really don't have much else i feel like i've kind of theoried myself out here um until things pay off or don't pay off i don't i don't have much more to add
2: well we're getting pretty close we should know soon if, if your theories are gonna pay off yeah i'm excited to find out my dog is barking stop that (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: no i don't want to
1: stop yeah no i uh so where i'm at i i've followed a similar train of thought to jamie in what's going on with innate i think that initially i th- i thought that it was like maybe, maybe he's just being played and bleed and bleed are left those set up but i got thinking more and more and i sort of flicked back to when the brother was killed because like in, in the last in the last chapter we thought oh how quickly could she replace a body and then in the first uh, in that first chapter where the brother the brother was killed um, she seemed to change into his bodyguard like flog pretty quickly like quicker than Melan gave her credit for and so like, all right well if Bleeder is like the most talented of all of them maybe she can change even quicker and mm. and just hasn't let on so I think that yeah she's been we know that she can see inside. Uh, wax's thoughts so she probably found the passcode that he and innate had exchanged from that um, and she, so she's replaced the governor gave, gave him the code and now is like setting everything up it's so, like yeah bring the masses to my mansion let, let me try and placate them and then just like yeah can have a grand old time with the masses tearing down the governor's mansion Marisai has the incriminating evidence so like innate can die in the riot and be discredited after death and it's just going to tear the city apart even further. I think that's I feel like that's probably the ultimate end game here just to let the city just like tear, it apart, tear itself apart as much as possible. I think there's merit to Aradil being put in charge designed to splinter the police forces because he's not noble. Yeah, I, I feel like that's where it's going. As for, as for the voice in the darkness, I mean yeah, that's got to be 10 soon because they just have not stopped banging on about him this whole book. <laughs> That's who I think it is. Who I would want it to be is Marsh, because I like the idea of him doing, showing up, wants a book to help him out. But I don't think that's
2: likely at this point. Yeah, Marsh just popping in again. Sure. No, I, it's like, I, hey, the, can- the candor don't want to see you, so I'm here instead. <laughs> yeah, they don't like you. I'm sorry. No, I, I like this idea about the governor, because you, you make a good point. It's like, if he's like, I want you to bring everyone to me, and Marissa is like, oh, he's, he's trying to be basically Ellen Venture and say just the right thing and get all this power, make everybody happy. But if you say exactly the wrong thing, as Jamie pointed out, this could be an extremely bad situation to have everybody in the same place at the same time. So maybe that's intentional. That's yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's just that's like dynamite waiting to explode there if you light it just right. So, yeah, that could be bad. Yep. Okay. I guess let's uh, we have some emails. We have a new review and we have a new patron. So let's let's start on emails. This per, this this is the person who wants to be known as Mr. Suit. They say, hey, friends, in the most recently published episode, the boys episode, the crew commented on how people are able to binge through so many episodes at once. I was able to do it because at the time I was listening to stuff during work and at home. It's not uncommon for me to listen to podcasts or audiobooks nearly all day, usually at one point two five speed. So while it's impressive." while it's still impressive to crush through over a hundred hours of content in a few weeks, it's not that implausible when you consider that I could get through like seven plus episodes a day, usually close to ten on longer days. So it wasn't to the time of next. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it. you could read have it going faster than normal sure. i've I've tried to listen
3: to podcasts at faster speeds, even hours. And I feel like it is maybe I just don't have good ears, but it is not intelligible to me. To listen to somebody talk that fast. Maybe if I did it for like, you know, maybe if I did it for 20 minutes and then went back and like re-listened like once I got
2: used to the speed. But I just don't – I can't do that. I I can do it, but it bothers me on like this weird level where mm-hmm. it's it's like – okay, if you ever watch like Friends in syndication. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, they
3: I'm yeah. yeah. They speed it up.
2: Nickelodeon. Yeah, they speed it up a little bit so they can get more commercials in. And oh, those pricks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they do it that with lots of shows, but this is the one that's always stuck out to me. And it's like, I hear it and their voices are just slightly off. I mean, I don't even notice that it's going too fast, quote unquote, but the pitch of the voices are just mm-hmm. slightly off and it bothers me to no end. Like, I can't watch those because, and maybe it's just that I know what they're supposed to sound like. And I'm, and so this is deeply wrong somehow to me, but I, it, it bothers me.
3: No, I I agree with you. I've noticed it. So in here where we live, there's two stations that play The Friends quite a lot. There's TBS and then there's Nick. Uh, there's Nickelodeon. TBS plays it at a slightly faster speed, but the speed at which Nickelodeon plays it is so much faster that to me, like Monica, because she she tends to be the character that gets frantic and talks at higher pitches more, she sounds like a chipmunk sometimes on the show. <laughs> and you're just like, how, how can you, how can people not tell that this is sped up? Yeah. So
2: I don't, I, I don't, usually listen to stuff faster than normal. Although it's funny because I've, uh, uh, like I said, I've been watching rewatching the big bang theory and I will like, if I'm watching an episode on my phone or something, I'll just be like, nah, skip 15 seconds forward. Uh, uh I know, I know what's going on. I don't mind doing that sometimes, but I can't, I can't do the slightly faster. Okay, the second email is from Sasha, and Sasha just wants to say, since the context of the sentence, so this is about the remarked the remarked duplicity that we talked about previously. So, because of the contents of the sentence and how it's about a conjurer hurting other conjurer, I've always assumed that the remarked duplicity was Tensoon killing and imitating Orsor because that was an unprecedented act as well. I can see that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but no, that makes sense. And our last email is from Michael, who says, Kia Ora, Sander Crew, another Kiwi here. I've been been listening since episode two, when Data made the first Reddit post, which was right at the beginning of New Zealand's first lockdown. A lot has changed for me in that time, and I find myself coming back to the podcast every month and catching up on all the last few episodes. I just want to say that I love listening to the reactions of everyone and all the theories that come up during the discussions. This is a very different way of reading the books, as I've always binged them in short periods, not giving me enough time to come up with theories. It reminds me of the pre-release chapter Reddit discussion threads. That's true. I'll, I'll pause for a second to say that, like when uh, when new Stormlight books or other books comes out, Brandon's publisher will uh, put up like a new chapter a week leading up to the release of the book, so that uh, you know people get a taste for it. And there's always like so much discussion on Reddit when the new chapter comes out every week. It's fun. He says, I'm very excited to see if they come up with some of the same new stormlight theories that they that have come through on Reddit. When we get to that point, I have also been struggling to get a lot of my friends to read the books. So this helps me satiate my need to talk about the books. I also really enjoy listening to the audiobooks, and I'm glad that Jamie enjoyed that experience. There's also graphic audio, which I can't rec- remember if you've discussed or not. But it gives the, a radio show experience with music, sound effects, and various voice actors, although very expensive. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing, and I'm excited for everyone to start reading Rhythm of War in a few years. Michael. Yeah, I've mentioned the graphic audio a couple times, and it is it does sound very cool, but it is also very expensive. Yeah.
1: Also, if listeners are interested, I am on an audio drama similar to that. Look up X-Men, the audio drama, where you get your podcasts. Hey, plug. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so you were Pyro, and now the Brood Queen is that was that the new one?
1: Yeah, yeah. In the latest episode, I got to be the Brood Queen, so that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I've, there's a couple of other episodes where I've been background characters. I was one of the Morlocks. Um,
2: the like the um episode before the Brood. So did you do like an Australian Morlock, or did you throw on like an American accent for a Morlock?
1: No, no. I went uh, I went went much raspier and like more American, but sort of generic American. Okay, cool. Come
3: on, let's hear it. You can hear it if you listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the worst.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he told you. Uh, okay, thanks, everyone, for uh, for the emails. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. Uh, I usually continue on with you. you. can find us in other places, but we're about to go into some of those other places. So you can also find us on Patreon. And, hey, we have one new patron this week at the Shard of Adonalsium level.
3: Whoa. No way. Young. there's only four of those left, right, Data?
2: That's true. At this point, there are four left. Uh, wow. Crazy. But uh, our new patron is JD.
3: JD, those are my initials. That's true. Um, hey JD, you are a skimmer,
2: like wax. Nice. Yeah, like wax. So thank you so much for backing us. We really appreciate everyone who, even though there's not any new content on there yet, is still, uh, is 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 Wanting to back the show just to help support us. It's awesome and really appreciate it. Yeah. You
3: guys rock
2: out loud. We also have one new five-star review on Apple Podcasts this week. Oh, oh, it's fancy. Look at us. This one is from Iron Bagel. And uh, what they said is the best podcast I've ever listened to. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, and I keep up with even less. But I always make sure to listen to every episode of this one because it's incredible. The hosts are insightful, funny, and it's amazing to see what predictions they come up with from the Cosmere's subtle foreshadowing. Five out of five. Uh, what's the Marsh
3: Mistborn, Misting called? A seeker? Yeah, he's a seeker. You're a seeker, Iron Bagel. And you know Also, what? seekers are the best, uh, best, most important players on a Quidditch team. So there you go. Yep. The
2: only players that matter. Pretty much, yeah. The Iron Seeking Bagel? <laughs> yeah. And actually, we've we've had another new one since I pulled that up earlier this week. So I just. Whoa, look at yeah. this. So this one is from a Wayne enthusiast. <laughs> OK. Uh, The title of the review is You Need a Wayne Wrap. And then uh, <laughs> the content of the review, this is, a, this is a pretty long one. This podcast. Do I really need a Wayne Wrap? <laughs> This podcast is simply wonderful. From volcanoes to references, this podcast has you covered. There is a strange nostalgia to experiencing the Cosmere vicariously through first-time listeners. The only true flaw is the absence of a rap from Wayne. I will fix this by giving my own. Please rap this in your best Wayne impression while somebody oh my beatboxes. God. I'm not doing
3: that. All right. You want to you wanna send me that? or? I mean, oh, yeah. You want to rap this? Okay. Sure. Hold on. Sure. Uh, by the way, we'll go ahead and give you, since you're such a Wayne
2: Enthusiast, you're a slider. There you go. That I kind of figured that that's the way that might go. Do you want me to put it in the uh, in the, uh, the group chat or nah, in the Skype
3: te- chat? Te- text it to me if that's easy, if you can. Because... I don't think
2: I can text it to you, no.
3: Okay. Yeah, either email it to me or send it to me in the, the group chat. Okay, so I'll, I'll send Okay, here we go, fellas and lady fella. Okay, here we go. Yo, 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 the Wayne rap, they call me Wayne, but I ain't no Batman, I got magic powers and really cool hat, man, who needs guns, I got some sticks, I beat up dangerous criminals for kicks, a half-terrorist twin born, my powers are double, you're in trouble when I use my time bubble, you get stuck in slow motion when I do my thing, while gold, with gold I'll heal up and step back into the ring, my sidekick is Wax, he's always up to the task, a rich gun sl- slinger. what else could you ask, Mary C is real smart, we let her tag along with my top knot, no, top-notch leadership nothing can go wrong i'm a master of disguise changing the blink of an eye perfect impression better than this than this hoid guy don't use logic i don't need your hating i never steal nothing always fair trading kelsey or who way too crazy spook everything he says is hazy Vin trust nothing as far as she throws it i'm the best around everyone knows it like aluminum in the ash i can't help but gleam you can't be throwing me i will wane supreme that's not wow. bad that was
2: no
0: that was amazing also, Very
2: cool. yeah, that, good that, God that, damn. that was a good job for the first read-through that you had. That's I true. You didn't even I, study did yet. Not, uh, I did
3: not let I find I'm better on a cold read. That's nice. what I usually happens at auditions for things. I'm better at cold reads. I
2: thought you were going to say, like, that's what happens when you get up on performance night. You're like, I haven't practiced at all. Let's just do this.
3: I, I don't know any of the lines,
1: but let's just take, <laughs> Let's just do this. Just, like, knock back the shot of um, vodka and it's like,
2: I'll fucking do it now. Yeah. Amateurs like you do two takes. I <laughs> I do one take. No, no, no,
3: amateur. Oh, we'll calculon.
1: We'll get it in the second take. Second take. I'm I'm not familiar <laughs> with that phrase. What does that mean? He wants you to do it again. What?
2: <laughs> uh, I like on the in the commentary for that uh, that episode of Futurama. It's like supposedly a. Uh, it, it's like. A famous William Shatner thing, where he's like, "No, yeah. I only, I don't do more than one take."
3: <laughs> he even, I feel like he even puts some like William Shatner flair on that. I'm pretty line. sure
2: that Calculon in general Is has William some William Shatner. Shatner in there, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, I've been uh,
3: cursed with this acting talent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
2: and you 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 gave uh, you gave the Wayne fan uh, the the slider. Yeah. Okay, so we're good there. Mm-hmm. so yeah thanks for the review and the rap that was that was awesome if you want to get jumped into the misting crew like them leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts
1: if
3: you want yeah. to get
2: jumped into the misting crew write a rap for a character no, don't do that <laughs> sure
3: <laughs> maybe maybe spook will have a rebuttal rap probably not but <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably not uh,
1: I, I feel like like these are going to escalate like before long someone's going to actually just like compose an entire <coughs> song
3: dedicated to kelsey or something and just like man mm-hmm. all right any any creative outlet you listeners have like you want to draw something you want to rap us something you, you just give it up we'll take it i
2: bet, there's, uh, I, I, I bet I, there's already a kelsey or song out there somewhere if you want to oh
1: it,
3: i'm sure probably. there is yeah
1: I, I i've always maintained like some of the weird tangents we go off and like the bizarre running jokes we get i would love to see like if any fan artists out there like had the time and the inclination like to draw some of the batshit weird stuff we talk about like you know the like the cooking pirate I still would love to say something like that.
3: <laughs> well, we were, you know, as bad shit as that was, we were right about that.
2: Yeah, I was like, I know, it. That... it actually was Cooking Pirates. So that's not even like fan art of uh, our show. That's that's just that book.
3: Yeah. How about this for all you One Piece fans out there? Draw Sanji as if Sanji, the the cook, was uh was actually that uncle guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for next time, we are reading four chapters. So that is chapters 20, 21, 22, and 23. Whoa, whoa. Yep. We're, that's going to take us almost all the way to the end here. We're uh, we're getting very, very close. So now I'm actually curious. Let's see. At the end of chapter 23, we will be 90% of the way through the book, which actually makes a lot of sense given that there's 11 episodes in, the, in this book. So yeah, they should each be about 10%, a little, a little less.
1: How many episodes for the next book?
2: Twelve.
3: Hmm. Twelve weeks. Something very different will be happening in twelve weeks.
2: Yes. And then uh, maybe I, I kind of doubted actually in that in their last announcement for the uh, the White Sand comic book, it was like October was when they thought they would get it out. So I had that scheduled to maybe go next because we'd postponed it already, and I doubt that that will go after Bands of Mourning now because I don't think that uh, it'll be October yet. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. What, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, I know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Music by Miracle of Sound. Four chapters for next time, if anyone's following along. Thank you, everyone, for listening and buzzing to the time of next. Colo. Check my head. I guess the joke's on me.